0: Hi, we are talking to amazing people in construction and education about recruitment, training, and retention. Welcome to The Builder's Table. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilkerson. So we're here today with Ashton White, better known as that masonry girl on social media. So welcome, Ashton. Hey, I'm good. Glad to be here. Terrific. So a lot of people may not know about you. I know that you are you know, well-known not only through social media, but through USA and some other things. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and this incredible career pathway you've been on?
1: Yeah, I'm Ashton White, also known as that Masonry girl. I first got into Masonry my junior year of high school. I actually had gone to a Masonry competition my sophomore year just to watch, and I thought it was really neat. So I enrolled in the class my junior year and started taking the class, learning how to lay brick. And from there, I decided I wanted to actually compete. So I actually did competitions my junior and senior year of high school and decided I didn't want to give it up and did my first two years of community college competing. And that is actually when I became the first female to win the SkillsUSA National Masonry Competition two years in a row. So That's kind of how everything started. I got connected to the industry. I got connected to like various companies through SkillsUSA and have been doing anything from bricklaying to assistant project managing to sales to social media. So I've been in like all of those areas since then, so. So that's incredible
0: that you do so much. So let's let's talk a little bit about Skills USA. Maybe there's some people out there, they're like, I'm not familiar, I don't know what that is. Can you tell us your perspective of Skills USA?
1: Yeah, SkillsUSA is a great organization. They have competitions every year. They have a national competition in Atlanta, Georgia, and they have, I think, over two or 300 different competitions in skilled trades or just skilled jobs, anything from cosmetology to firefighting to welding to masonry and building and things like that. So they just cover a whole lot of things, and it's just really developing students to – go into something that requires a skill and is a skilled job. They are just preparing them to be, you know, job ready day one. They get connections to companies. I was connected to many companies like SpecMix or Stabila or any of the local contractors in my area just through SkillsUSA and competing. So it's not just competitions, it's actually networking with These companies and other people and just really building yourself, your personal skills, your workplace skills is just all around amazing. That's incredible.
0: Did you did you know how big the SkillsUSA national competition was going to be before going there yourself?
1: I did not know because whenever I competed in North Carolina, it was, it was a pretty big competition, but we were in one building and I'm sure there were multiple buildings that had more competitions, but it was just one building with all the trades in it and things like that. So I really didn't know like what scale it was going to be like at nationals. And whenever I got to nationals, it was this huge thing. It's like this big expo, this big um convention center that they fill up with all these competitions throughout various days and things like that. So it was just mind blowing to see all that.
0: Yeah, I think it, you know, I remember going for my first time to Skills USA, even taking my husband, taking my daughter, my niece, and people are shocked that there are these competitions and at the national level, that there's this absolutely rock concert feel to go to this incredible place and you see the best of the best competing in career and tech education. So now, not only did you get to do that, but you were the first female. So tell us a little bit about being, were you the only
1: female in that competition when you won it the first time? I was actually one of maybe seven or eight at the time. Awesome. think maybe in my division post-secondary, there was maybe one other girl and then all the other girls were in the high school division, but we all did the same project. It was just whether you were in high school or college. So that was really neat to see. Um, in North Carolina, there's actually quite a few females in the competitions, um, but more recently, there have been more, like back whenever I was competing in high school, there were maybe two or three and now it's more like four or five six um, it just really depends so i wasn't the only one there have been competitions where i was the only one but at nationals there's always a few that's incredible
0: and did you did you were you made to feel part of the group did you feel like you
1: belonged was it difficult as being one of the few females I actually felt very comfortable and felt like I belonged because nobody made me feel like I was an outcast or less than them or anything like that. I always felt very welcomed. And I mean, even the SpecMix guys, they welcomed me with open arms. I feel like they did interviews with me. They said, hello. They were just very friendly and all, everybody was like that too. They were so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, you're a female. You're getting into this trade. This is amazing. You're doing great. You know? So it was like, they were very excited for me and that's how it's been since then. I mean, there are people that, you know, are not really open to the fact that a woman can be in construction or in a skilled trade. So It really just depends, but I feel like I've been welcomed very, very well. And I think that's such a misconception, right? Like people think that it's
0: not for women, that (laughs) construction, working in the trades, being in the trades, moving up through management and everything isn't for women, but it really is, right? And I think this is great that you're saying you felt very welcome, that people, you know, embraced you with open arms, like you said, to be a part of this group. So that must be an incredible feeling.
1: It is. I am very thankful for that because I don't know what I would do without that or where I would be right now if I didn't have a, like the open arms, like the welcoming itself. I mean, I'd probably still do it, but it just wouldn't feel as right as it does now, I'm sure.
0: That's so fantastic. So Masonry, like what, what intrigued you about Masonry and what has made you continue to have a passion for it?
1: What intrigued me was that it was very hands-on, very creative. I just like the aspect that you can be creative in your own way and build your own project. And it's from you, like all your knowledge of how to do it and how to build it. And everything's just very unique. Nobody's going to build the same project the same way. And, you know, you just have like, it's like an art, really. It's just awesome there's so many things you can do with it so I that's what got me into it and also the fact that there weren't very many females doing it it kind of you know I was like yeah this is a challenge I'm gonna show the boys up you know it'd be so cool if I beat all the boys and you know made them made them cry not really but you know (laughs) you know just being competitive i guess and wanting to show that women could do it too or even you know just getting into it and just having something that i thought was fun or cool as a hobby you know i didn't really think about it as a job at the time whenever i was in high school but you know after i went through competitions and started talking to people in the industry they were like no you can actually make a career out of this so that's what you know sparked all of this and i'm still in it now so
0: I love the fact that you talked about art and you talked about a challenge because I think these are some of the things people may not realize. They have preconceived ideas about what construction is. And as you said, being a Mason, it's it's an art form. What are mm-hmm. some of the cool things that you've got to build?
1: I Well, one of the coolest things I got to build was at the World of Concrete. I built like a little brick throne. It was like a chair. Um Which was really cool because it was just a fun little competition between me and this guy that i had actually um known through skills usa and the competitions we actually competed against each other so that was that was really neat just my national projects they were awesome um anything outside of that just like doing repair jobs i've done some repairs and things like that um it's just there's so many great things you can do with that. And I want to get into doing chimneys or, you know, outside fireplaces and patios and things like that, because that's really creative and that's really artistic and you can go in your own direction with all that. So I think that's really neat.
0: I love that. I love that this can be appealing. So there's young people out there. um, There might be parents, there might be, Teachers listening, this is a way for us to bring more people into our industry, right? Is to explain it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And so what would you say? Like, I mean, we talk about that. How do we change perceptions? What we do. So can you talk a little bit about what you think as a young female doing this, competing in this,
1: what we can do as an industry to attract more young people? I think that just getting into classrooms and talking to these students about this and you know the competitions are really impactful just getting them involved and wanting to do this and trying it out you never know where you might end up in this field just you know a lot of people learn by getting their hands dirty and doing hands-on things or like they're very very visual and that's like the people that are attracted to this industry so i think just getting people in the know about things and going to speak to these classrooms or getting them involved in competitions is really helpful because they're actually you know making those connections and going out and talking to them you never know if somebody's like oh I never thought of that before and then they decide that they want to do it Um, I mean if you're just doing the regular you know posting a job or Something like that is not really beneficial if you're not connecting to people or putting it out there because nobody, I mean, people in high school and stuff like that, they go to their guidance counselors, maybe their guidance counselors don't know about trades or something like that. They're not going to learn that from them. They're going to learn it from the people in the field and them coming to talk to them and things like that, just interacting with them. So I think, you know, getting out there and doing those things is really beneficial.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it's awesome for contractors that are listening, you know, just go out and talk at your local school. Tell them what it is because we can't break down those barriers if we don't get out there and tell the real picture of construction. So I I love that. Who were some of your mentors? Were there people that played a role in you continuing with masonry and choosing masonry in the first place?
1: Yeah, my instructor, Rodney Harrington, he was very, you know, helpful and, you know, just push me to do my best. And, you know, whenever I graduated high school was like, I really don't know what I'm going to do. And he pointed me in the right direction to go talk to a contractor and see what the opportunities were for me at, you know, this company Gates Construction. They are amazing. They have been so supportive of me and everything that I do. And Rodney has as well. I mean, there's just so many people that have really supported me and helped me. Like the guys at SpecMakes, they have, you know, just gone above and beyond just to help me and make a place for me that I just feel so comfortable with. So I think that all three of those, and even more like North Carolina, Masonry Contractors Association, Ryan Shaver, he's been awesome. He's helped me so much. So yeah, those guys, and they've just been amazing.
0: Yeah. I think that's incredible. The role, you know, and people don't always know the role they're playing. You make a really good point. A contractor that may not think they're making a difference simply by going into that classroom, by supporting the local teachers that are teaching that it is a connection and an opportunity for us to talk about our industry. Mm -hmm. It really is. So SpecMix, this is really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. So you're doing some really cool social media stuff, and you even mentioned World of Concrete before. So tell us a little bit about all of that.
1: Yeah. So currently, I work for SpecMix doing their social media. I run all their platforms. So whenever you see a video or a photo that's being posted, that is coming from me. Um, So it's just awesome because I, you know, get to work remote and work for them and promote them and find a new way to interact with people and get them, you know, people coming to their website or their um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever the case may be. So it's been really cool. And I actually have the opportunity to go to world of concrete and I will be out there running their social media. So then everybody that's, At home or not able to attend can kind of feel like they're there and see all the videos and photos, live action, things like that. So it's really just interacting with those that are there or at home, you know, just getting that out there and putting that information where people can easily just watch videos and feel like they're, you know, at the competition and stuff.
0: Yeah, and tell us a little bit, like someone might be out there, they're like, World of Concrete, what is that? I didn't even know there was a such thing.
1: Yeah, so World of Concrete is this big expo where they have – that, you know, the masonry and concrete industry come together and put on this really big show. I mean, the Bricklayer 500 is just a small part of this show, but I personally think it's the best part of the show. It's outside. They have the masonry competitions. They have the Bricklayer 500, the fastest trial on the block. They have the Masonry Skills Challenge. And it's all these masonry contractors and, you know, bricklayers that come come in and they compete they have you know who can lay the most brick in an hour so that's what they're trying to do in the brick layer 500 or who can lay the most block in 20 minutes for the fastest trial and then the skills competition with mcaa is this kind of like the stuff that i did with skills usa where they get a plan and they have to build that plan in a like three hour time range so it's just a lot of really cool stuff. And you have all of these exhibitors that come and show off their tools or their, you know, their company, just what they do and things like that. So it's just uh, a trade show for all the people that are in the masonry and concrete industry that just love that stuff. So,
0: yeah, I think that's incredible. And it is, do you recall the dates off the top of your head? I believe it is January
1: 16th through the 20th. That's awesome. And, in, and is it in Las Vegas? It is in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Convention Center. That's
0: great. I, I just think it's so cool because I think people don't realize that our industry does so many neat things like this. You've talked about competitions. Um, we've ha- we have had a young uh, guy on earlier in the season, you know, talking about the competition he did with ABC and at the National Craft Championships. And I think it's so cool because I think our industry does um, really want to highlight and give people the opportunity to show off their skills. And that's such a positive thing.
1: It really is because there's so many people that don't know that the trades are out there or don't know that competitions are a thing and competitions are a way to get people seeing what sort of a glimpse into the masonry industry or any of these industries that you know, it's very hands-on, and they get to be creative in their own way and build things. So, it's just a way to get people involved and knowing what goes on and kind of like just all the aspects of it. So, it's really neat. Yeah, and I
0: think these, you know, at, at a much smaller scale, of course. I think little competitions like that. If they're if a contractor has the opportunity to go to a career fair or to go somewhere, if they would have little competitions that bring young people over, students over, to do something that's in that trade. It would give them a picture, these students that don't know what construction They didn't know what masonry is. But if you come up with something for the students to come over, it might trigger someone like you that's like, I'm really interested in this. I, mm-hmm. I love the artistry of it.
1: Yes. Instead of, you know, like career fairs just going and talking to companies and not actually seeing what they do, um, mm-hmm. I think the competitions just bring a whole new aspect into it by actually getting these students involved and seeing what the industry is like and talking to these companies and just learning about the trades. I think it's just amazing.
0: I do, too. I think it's incredible. And I'm so glad that, you know, you
1: found your way
0: into Masonry and into Skills USA and all of that. What age should we start talking to young people, do you think, about the construction industry and the opportunities?
1: I think, you know, as soon as possible, I mean, I really think, I mean, obviously the high schoolers, you know, they're wondering if they should go to college or go into a trade and whatnot. So having those high school classes is really beneficial, but also getting them internships is really going to help them before they decide whether they want to go off to college or not, because not everybody's made for college if you had those internships where they could go work for these companies for a summer or anything like that, just to get their feet wet and in the know, then that's awesome. Or even just going to talk to middle schoolers, even just putting the idea in their head, Hey, you know, your high school offers a trade class. You should try it out. You know, these are the many benefits of it. I mean, that may help. It may not. You, You just never know. Um, but I definitely think that getting them in in high school and talking to them and getting them into a trade class is beneficial because that's just further helping them decide where they want to end up. And then they're not going to college and wasting all this money just for them to be like, oh, well, you know, college isn't for me or, you know, this isn't what I want to do and spend all that money. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And I, I love that idea, you know, internships, internships, Summertime, think about how you give these students exposure. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, our conversation being about the art side of it, maybe those are some students that contractors haven't previously thought about, but it could be really appealing to them to show Mm -hmm. their creativity and art. Um, So you went to college and you got to participate in that side. So I think a lot of people don't realize, too, the amount of training that goes into someone that wants to become a skilled craft professional. Can you talk a little bit about the training side of what you had to learn and do?
1: Yeah. Um, just, well, the competitions really helped me with training for that. And if I would have gone right out of high school into the trades, I could have, and I could have made good money. I know could have worked my way from I could have started out as a bricklayer and worked my way up from there or you know just learning the different things in the trades so I mean the competitions really help just I mean all these trades will do on the job learning and training and you get paid for it so there's so many different things that you can do with that. I just decided that I was going to go to college because I was already two years into it whenever I won USA, and it was recommended to me to go to college and get my construction management degree. So that's kind of how I decided I would do that. But it's not for everybody, you know, so.
0: Well, I think what's really cool about that is people don't realize either there's a bunch of different pathways. So as you said, you chose to do construction management. And you you paired it up with learning a skill, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's some of the things that maybe guidance counselors, maybe parents, maybe we don't talk enough about all those opportunities. How could we do that better for students?
1: I think that just, you know, again, going back into um getting into those classrooms and talking to them about that, just getting, putting that little bug in their ear, like, you know, you don't have to go to college, you can pick a trade and there's so many opportunities and things like that. And just instead of focusing so much on those academic classes that are, you know, kind of sort of preparing them for college instead of the real world um, and focusing more on like picking a trade or even just, you know, making it a requirement to have an internship before you graduate or taking a trade class before you gr- graduate instead of all these elective courses and stuff like that, I think would be beneficial.
0: Yeah, I think I yeah. How great would that be if that was just part of what you did when you were in high school? You got to try out a bunch of different trades or skilled positions, even if it's something else in career tech ed. As you said, USA has cosmetology, People there. there's automotive people. I think that there's a lot of ways that people can be successful and it's not all the same. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And I think what you've done, so what are, what's your forward thinking? Where, where are we going to see Ashton White five years from now?
1: What are your plans? Um, well, my plans change all the time. Uh, I really just want to continue to do workforce development, going to schools and talking to students and getting them involved and wanting to do a trade and wanting to do masonry, teaching them how to lay brick and, you know, going to these competitions and things like that, speaking at events or anything like that. Kind of that's kind of where. I want to start out maybe down the road, I'll have my own company or do hardscape or maybe I'll be in sales. I just, you know, there's so many things that I feel like I want to do in my lifetime that at some point I'll I'll hopefully get to do all those things. Um, But right now I kind of want to focus on the workforce development side and just being a spokesperson and advocate for the industry.
0: I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing. And knowing your competitive spirit I have a feeling you're going to do all kinds of things because you don't take no for an answer and you go out there and you build things and you do things. So if there's someone listening right now and they would love to have you come and speak at a school, to work at a career fair, to talk to some of the students or help them as an organization, how do they get in touch
1: with you? They can get in touch with me either by email or by um social media accounts. So my email is that Girl at com. You can look me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as that Masonry Girl. and go through there. And there's links to contact me or you can message me or anything like that.
0: That's very cool. And I think
1: everyone should be excited
0: that you are going to be at World of Concrete, at the, you know, mid-January and that you're going to be sending all kinds of pictures and videos and doing all kinds of different stuff to promote such a fantastic, fantastic trade, which is masonry. So thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best. I I cannot wait to
1: see what you're going to do next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm so excited. (laughs)